What's up, you guys? Welcome to the August 9th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to talk some Dynasty, a little bit of summer news, not much of it, and some other things. With me to do so is Ryan Kanas. What's up, man? Uh, enjoying the lull. Um, you know, n- not too much NBA news out there. So we're getting ready on the draft guides, starting to put together columns, uh, put together rankings. Um, you know, I think Mike and I are both projecting stats for the entire league. So we're, we're keeping busy. Yeah, it's been it's been totally dead. Uh, I just went to Orange County for the weekend just because like I don't what the I don't know what to do. I got I'm kind of more comfortable where I am with my. Draft guide stuff. It's like I got time. Go out somewhere, enjoy the nice weather, and check out some beautiful beaches. I thought Laguna Beach is really cool, and check out checked out some cool places on the water. So good time to vacation. Nice. But um, we did do and we did do a, a mock draft. It was a dynasty, our first dynasty mock draft. So I do want to talk about that. Most people, most of the questions we get in now are dynasty related. So um, this will be in the draft guide, but just kind of a little teaser, I guess. We kind of want to go over what we thought, um, impressions, and just maybe our strategies. I took a very, pretty bold strategy, which I usually don't do, but it's a mock, so eh, whatever. Try it out. Um, for me, anyways, I went. I just decided I was just going to be all rookies and just build my team where I'm going to punt three or four years and just hope I pick like four or five players that are going to be like top 10 or top 20 in the next five, six years. Um, yeah. So, and it, I mean, it worked out. I feel like I got, besides maybe... I took Luka Doncic at 14, which is pretty bold, I guess. But um, after that, I felt like I got pretty decent value for where I took guys. Um, but, yeah, I guess we'll kind of go through it a little bit. But did you have any sort of dynasty strategies for people who are starting out with dynasties or anything along those lines? Um, I think a lot depends, as you said, where you start out. Like, you started out with young guys and you stayed young. And that makes sense to me. Uh, I started out with Jokic and then uh, landed young guys in rounds two and three but I sort of pivoted mid-draft to some older established veterans I thought there were good values where they fell we could talk more about that later but um so you could take a couple strategies you could do what you did I mean you took seven seven rookies out of uh ten, ten rounds and, and that's, then the other ones were Embiid uh yeah, Josh yeah, Jackson's second year player and then Jared Allen's a second year player after that all rookies Right. So probably you're going to struggle for a couple years. Would you agree with that? For sure. I knew this going into it. Yeah. Yeah. So so as long as you're okay with that, and in Dynasty, there's nothing wrong with that. And potentially you've got a ridiculous core. As you said, if if three or four of those guys hit and become, you know, top 50 players, boom, you're you're in the money and you've got 22-year-olds carrying you for a decade. Yeah. Um, I I tried to balance out win-now guys like Nikola Jokic, Devin Booker, Markkanen, guys who I think can are young but can contribute now with other guys like Jimmy Butler and um, uh, other veterans. So try to do a little bit of both. I think I can win now, but I think I have enough young pieces to build for the future. And as my old guys age out, uh, you know, in the dynasty draft, I can pick up some talent every summer. So. Um, there's there's different schools of thought. One thing for sure, and you'll see. I mean, a lot of productive veterans went completely undrafted in this uh, in this draft. We went 120 picks deep, and you won't find guys like Paul Millsap, even Kyle Lowry, uh, un- undrafted. So definitely, youth will be served. Well, I can't uh, believe Lowry didn't get drafted. Yeah, that was a shock because Chris Paul, Jonas took Chris Paul in round six. Yeah, and yet. By the end of round 10, Kyle Lowry is still languishing out there, which to me was a shock. I didn't need a point guard or I absolutely would have taken him. Um, I did end up going with Eric Bledsoe in round 9 just because he's 
28 years old, whereas Lowry's, I think, 32. Um, so that four-year swing was enough for me. But um, That's a big yeah, difference. So, yeah, it, it is. It really is. And you got to, you know, like someone took um, LeBron James in round one. Nah, I don't see how you could do that in Dynasty. I think yeah. that was a mistake because he's, what, 33 years old already. So as good as he is, you think, what, Max, he's got four years of elite play, and that's... He's gonna be running. He's gonna be running for office in 2024. <laughs> exactly. So the, <laughs> the, the clock is ticking. But yeah. So basically, skew young. When in doubt, go young. Yeah, I I typically go young, and then I look for value. Like for instance, in normal instances, I would have had Lowry on my team late, like for sure. I mean, that's just such a nice bonus. Um, yeah. For even for three four years, who cares? Like okay, three four years, you'll find a new rookie to pick up on your team. You know. Yeah. Um. So it's not a big deal. But yeah, I was surprised. I mean, there were some players that. I didn't really get um, to take. I mean, like, sure, Nikola Mirotic is not that old, but he, like, not that old NBA wise, but like, he's pretty old. Um, yeah. I mean, so I'm obviously like a nitpick, and I understand everyone's picks, but yeah, and I, I got Josh Jackson super late. I don't know if like we said, like, I feel like he may have just slipped through the cracks. Maybe someone just thought there were like, other Jacksons that were taken or something that he was still yeah. there, but I was surprised he fell to me super late. Um, I highlighted Jackson because that was, yeah, he fell way too far, I think. Yeah. Um, Yep. So there's a couple other guys that were. I mean, it's, again, some guys are like Malcolm Brogdon is not young, man. Like he's because he yeah. played all those years in college, and I was just surprised. Like it's not a Mount NBA experience. You care about how old these guys are. He's almost 26 now. Yeah. Granted, he was a last round pick, so I get that one. But um, yeah, but I mean, it's it's Malcolm Brogdon. Like he's I would yeah, I would have right. much preferred gonna... like Kyle Lowry or somebody like that. You know? Yeah. Yep. Like again, if 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 you do go kind of middle and like ideally, like if you pick early. I, I picked late. I picked eleven, so all those top-notch studs are gone. Like I was like, okay, I'm probably I'm not really going to be content with who I get. And then in round three, I know I'm going to probably wind up not getting anybody that strong, um, young player. So I thought it felt like my bed was kind of made already picking late. Um, yeah. So I was like, all right, take and be uh, thin thin position. Uh, obviously, he's still young and he's going to probably be an MVP candidate. So. Uh, and I was surprised I got him that late, man. Like I had, I think I had him at like seven or something in Dynasty. And again, to that same point with Brogdon, um, Embiid isn't exactly young either, um, despite only having two seasons in the league. But um, yeah, I, I still thought that was a good value for a guy that's again just such a rare, rare commodity in fantasy. Yeah, I, I love it. Embiid at eleven in Dynasty is crazy. Yeah. Uh, Steve, Steve took Oladipo one pick before Embiid. I would have flipped those probably. Um, Alex took Ben Simmons at 10. Would you, if you just had your druthers, you could take one or the other for Dynasty. Are you taking Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid? I'd take Embiid. Yeah. But just because center close. scarcity and yeah. sheer upside, that sort of thing? Pure upside. I mean, I think Embiid is a much stronger player. We know that Simmons is never going to really be a dominant force. and I don't really think he's ever going to be a strong jump shooter. Um, but he, he's solid. Um, I mean... Like kind of like Jason Kidd without the threes, I guess. We saw Jason Kidd pretty much be for a decade. He was like flirting with top ten value, even though his field goal percentage was awful for most yeah. of the time. So yeah, I'm I'm cool with either one. Like it's definitely a matter of taste. I think maybe yeah. Embiid carries more risk. Um, obviously, big men in general carry more risk as well. Um, yeah. That's also why they're more valuable. But yeah, I was fine with Simmons going there. Like I think I had them neck and like when I did my dynasty, I had them like next to each other. 
Yeah, I quite, I quite like it. And it's interesting in Dynasty because he, he could very well improve his free throw percentage, but right now it looks like you're basically tying yourself to an anchor in that category. Oh, and th- this was drafted explicitly as a nine-cat uh, Dynasty. We should mention that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which allowed, for instance, Alex in round three took Andre Drummond. But, but taking Ben Simmons first sort of forces you into that, um, which is fine. You know, you could absolutely work around that, but it's just an interesting take where... You know, you could think about tanking a season in, or a category in redraft. It's totally different when you're tanking in Dynasty and you have to really think long-term and build toward that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one other thing on Embiid. I mean, to be that, yeah, he's, he's not that young. He's 24. But yeah. if you look at the top scores in the NBA, there's only two players that are younger than him, that have scored more than him. Uh, you got one of them, uh, Devin Booker, and then the other one is Giannis. Um, so I thought Booker was a steal, by the way. I was actually considering him over Doncic. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was a that was a. a I don't. Did, we, did you think you were gonna get him? Probably not, huh? Uh, no, I thought <laughs> yeah. I would have been happy if Rudy Gobert fell to me, which I actually um, Arvin was picking right before me in round two, and I, I believe he might live in the Philippines. I'm not sure, but uh, either way, I think the time difference hurt him, and he wasn't he hadn't picked for like four hours and. This is a slow offline draft, and I was in charge of it, so I just needed to keep it moving. So yeah. I just assigned him Rudy Rudy Gobert in that spot, which I thought was a great pick. Um, I actually wanted him myself, but yep, then that left Devin Booker there, which I did not expect him to be there at number 20, no. Which actually, just to bring this up, since you kind of touched on it, so we're going to do um, another mock draft with, it may be me and all pod listeners, so um, hit me up. Nice. Um, but again, if you're gonna hit me up, please make sure you're available from you know United States time during daytime ish. So you know uh, eight in the morning Eastern to midnight Eastern. Uh, if you're fairly available and you're not locked down at work for eight nine hours, um, we'll yeah. get you in there. We'll do some drafting and stuff. I'd love to see. I'm sick and tired of drafting with Ryan, Steve, Jonas, Jared, and Tommy and everybody. <laughs> I know exactly who everybody's going to pick all the time. So yeah, um, yeah. Again, I'm at Micah Gallagher. Hit me up, and I'll probably do either a ten or a twelve man. Um, but yeah, just make sure you're going to be around. It should be pretty fun. Yeah, so, we love having fun. having readers in these mocks. There were I think four or five readers in this dynasty mock, and credit to all of them, Arvin included for sure. They're dedicated they were making picks quick they made smart picks uh it's a lot of fun because as you said sometimes if it's all just roto world guys we know who each other's going to take so it can distort values a little bit because we're constantly sniping each other um so it's a little more real world when you involve readers uh my wife was actually in this dynasty mock draft (laughs) and she she did pretty well uh one of my friends from high school greg santos took part so a good mix of of professionals, devoted fantasy players, and more casual people. So, um, really gives you a feel for what it might be like on draft day. And then other values early. I thought Chris Tapps was a kind of a steal. Like, oh, yeah, totally. he's hurt now, but I mean, come on. I mean, this guy is super young. He's twenty two years old. He's he's basically yeah. like Embiid, and I actually considered him too. Um, it's just coming off the injury, and, and I mentioned this multiple times. Chris says when he started his career, like, turn me off, man. Like, he had this hip hip thing, upper leg thing. It just turned me off. So I'm a little bit worried about the ACL and how that could affect other muscle areas and joints around the knee, even though he's been doing pretty well. And, yeah. again, ACL isn't a death sentence. Like, Achilles is not as bad either. But, um, yeah, I thought that was probably that. Like, there were that that and the Booker pick really jumped out at me uh, for guys I thought were steals. 
Yeah, I was surprised that Steve took Russell Westbrook one pick before uh, Porzingis. As you said, I know there's there's some serious injury risk that's just mounting with Kristaps, uh, but the sheer upside is too great to ignore. And then another pick I really loved, actually, was at the turn. Joey took Donovan Mitchell in round one, which great, and then followed it up with Jason Tatum at number 13 love overall. Tatum. I, was, I, I, I was love Tatum. that pick. I, I he's what, he's Tatum, but. 20 years old. I mean, he, he looked incredible last year. I, I, I just, yeah, I thought that was a perfect pick. Yeah, he, for the next decade, I feel like he's going to be a top 10 player. Like Totally. No, yep. I considered him over, over Embiid as well, but... Yeah, it's yeah, just that, a matter that's, of how good Boston's going to be. Yep. Um, it's gonna have and a then, uh, let's see. So so you took Doncic at 14, and Jaron Jackson Jr. didn't go until 23. Jonas, obviously. Yeah, Jonas Jonas swooped him up there. Yeah. Uh, so it's an interesting gap. And I know, yeah. you know, you, you obviously love Doncic to go yeah. that high on him. Um, I was, so I guess it was I was more surprised that Jackson fell that far, not that Doncic went that early. Yeah. I definitely knew I was bold and I mean if I was if I'm playing for real money and it's a decent amount of money, I wouldn't have made that pick. Um, I probably would have taken Booker like I said. Um, I think Booker's going to be phenomenal, man. I think yeah. he can really figure out how to score, um, maybe solve his turnover issues and the Suns, I mean I love Elliot Kobo. I drafted him as well in this draft as well, um, yeah. but it's it's going to be Devin Booker's team. Like he's locked up for the max. You know, I just yeah, like I said, yeah, to, be, to be that young and to be number ten in scoring um, in the NBA that is a scoring league uh, is just on a bad team too. Like they're going to be better. Um, and again, his stat line wasn't bad. Like we we got on him two years ago. We're like, okay, great, your points, but he doesn't doesn't bury you in field goal percentage. Forty three is still kind of bad. Um, that's the worst among the top ten guys, uh, and yeah. then also, but I mean, he went basically five and five, um, and he almost got a steal a game. His two point seven threes, eighty eight percent from the line on six attempts. That was big yeah, too. So huge. he's really, I mean, to be a twenty one year old, uh, already ahead of the curve and scoring that bad, scoring that well with his size and been pretty durable for the most part. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he's a steal. And I think a lot of his 3.6 turnovers per game, which killed in nine cat, um, were a, you know a product of the Suns testing out his versatility. They tried to play him at point guard more than they probably will going forward. Um, just put him in unusual situations, and again, he was he was 20, 21 years old. So um, yeah, the best is ahead, and I think for sure top 40 guy going forward. Half of those were with Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender dropping entry passes and stuff, or what? So moving gears to a guy who maybe won't drop the ball as much in the front court. Uh, it's DeAndre Ayton, who thrived as a role man. He went third round uh, for a big man to go third round. That's a surprise. Usually you see guys go like I know we had Cat. I think at like eleven or twelve um, to go number one on a team that's gonna play fast. He's gonna have no competition. Um, he looked all right in summer league. Um, he's again no competition. The system is gonna really suit him. I think Igor's going to really help him out. So, yeah, another yeah. guy who I thought was a pretty good bargain. Um, I would have taken him. I, I hate stacking up Jackson versus Aiton and Wendell Carter Jr., who I took much, much later. But um, I'm fine with either. I think I would still take Jackson um, just because I trust his blocking capabilities a lot more. Yeah. Uh, and we know we love blocks. But, um, yeah, I, th- I thought that Aiton was a pretty good bargain. He's gonna Aiton's going to kill him in field goal percentage and probably rebounds. But, yeah, um, and he's a good. Sh- they're both solid free throw shooting bigs. So it's uh, again just and Aiden, Aiden's going to probably be better this year and maybe next yeah. year. 
I was surprised a lot a lot of people including Roto World folks went more conservative than I would have thought like for <laughs> instance in round two among Roto World people yourself excluded uh, we see uh, Russell Westbrook Ky- Kyrie Irving Damian Lillard uh, all, all drafted so that's you know solid players but you know I'm getting getting a little older Kyrie excluded I guess um, I would have rather taken a home run swing on Aiton but that's just me. Did you um, like? Did you like where Kyrie went? I didn't. Kyrie? No. no yeah, no. I didn't like that. Too would... early for me. Uh, I like Dame, but I mean, you're talking. What is he? Tw- Twenty-eight and a half, almost. Yeah. West Westbrook's gonna be thirty pretty soon. I think Dame's got way better value than I think. Like I said this multiple times, I think Westbrook's value is gonna tail off in a hurry. Just cause yeah, he, well, he... it's so so based on it, that explosive athleticism. Exactly. So the moment he loses half a step, forget it. Yeah, exactly. He's still not going to develop a dump sh- jump shot. Like, we saw LeBron. That was a concern. Like, oh, he's not going to get a jump shot. Well, he has. And here we are with Westbrook. Going to be just at the back end of his prime this year. Yeah. And still having the same concerns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we know that Westbrook has his... Uh, I, I mean, Dame. I, I love Dame. I have him six for Doncat Redraft. So to get him there, like you can't complain. Like you're setting your team up, and then by the spot, although like if you're gonna go Davis lowered, and then you go Aiton, I mean that's not t- necessarily terrible. And I mean, uh, yeah, I mean no one really behind was like that much of a win now kind of a player, anyways. So yeah, you can't that really is pretty solid. It. Yeah, it's pretty, and I like that pick, anyways. Um, yeah. Any other? Uh, let's I guess talk about round three. Uh, nothing else that's too eventful. Uh, I think Miles Turner. I, I'm kind of digging in Miles Turner again. Yeah. Uh, there's some news going on with him. Um, he apparently was eating seven slices of pizza and, and meals in, in one sitting, uh, and now he can do 30 second he- headstands and yoga. And he's <laughs> getting a hashtag best shape, best shape of his life. I'm I'm kind of falling for Miles again. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, like I've been saying, like third round, I'm down to take him. Um, Way into that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna get the opportunity. Uh, he's but. 22 years old he's proven that you know he's one of those guys that i know you love i love the the young big men who can block shots and also shoot a solid free throw percentage amazing field goal percentage just guys you love at nine cat um and they don't grow on trees they're they're a rare breed so yeah turner's coming off a down year but that's not gonna gonna put me off him and you get a lot of the muscle watch things during the summer but Turner included a picture of himself when he called himself pudgy to, to begin the the summer, which is a relative term for an NBA athlete. But he uh, <laughs> five weeks later posted the after, and he looked shredded. So he's obviously putting in the work, changed his diet, uh, you know, doing hot yoga, all that sort of stuff. So it seems like he's he's doing everything he needs to do to to reclaim his sort of ascendant status as a as a young big man. And I wanted him. I was really torn between him and Laurie Markkinen. I had the choice. I went with Markkinen. Uh, in retrospect, I don't know. I could, yeah, I think I would I, I could go Turner. either way. Yeah, it's a tough one. But yeah, it's so I'm fine with either one. But I mean, we we are upset. We had I missed on Turner. I think everyone that followed fantasy hardcore expected Turner to build off his big season two years ago. Yeah. And okay, sure, he had a, he was hurt a little bit. He still finished fifty fifth um, for a guy that had a we would probably call it a disaster. Like we said, he's probably one of the biggest healthy, somewhat healthy busts last year. Um, and I think he knows it. Um, and he probably didn't like some bonus taking his minutes late. So, um, yeah, I mean, this team's going to play fast. I don't really think they added anyone that could take away from him. I don't really think Tyreek's going to hurt him or anything like that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take Turner again, especially like if I don't 
draft a big man in my first two rounds, and I'm sitting there in round three, and I'm looking at Turner. I'd, uh, I guess, what about in a vacuum? Would you rather have Turner or Lowry? Probably, I'd probably take Turner. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously I took Lowry, <laughs> but uh, I, I think No, I mean, today... uh, Kyle, Kyle Lowry. In a, in a redraft. Oh, in a redraft, I see. Yeah. Um, I, oh, yeah, Miles Turner, I think, yeah. Yeah. Just because I, I love Lowry, and I think he's in a position to thrive this year, but um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like he's Lowry's probably in the 20-24 range for me. Yeah, thanks. And maybe that's Turner's ceiling. I don't know, but I'd rather just take a swing, lock up those blocks, get a big man who could hit threes. It's just such. I think it's easier to find a middle round point guard to plug in there, yeah. uh, as as opposed to a guy who could do what Turner does. Yeah, you're pretty much. Um, we love our Jared Allen too. Well, I guess we could swing into that. Um, so we had a lot of bigs going this round. Like it was ridiculous just to give you guys a rundown. Uh, mentioned Aiton. Uh, Consider Lowry. Sure. Um, Turner, Capella, Drummond, John Collins, Jared Allen, uh, who I took, who I, I'm I'm all in on. Um, again, super young. He's apparently been in the gym as much as anyone, along with Karis LeVert, uh, mm. according to GM Sean Mark. So it's it's getting it's getting pretty tasty. He's gonna he's gonna cost a lot on draft day, um, much yeah. like Turner did um, in his breakout season. We drove up. I remember we drove up. Um, Yahoo had him at like 125 or something, and like we drove him up to so high. Yeah, he but, was going like 40. At, yeah, at best. And he killed it though. Um, so yeah, I, I think Jared Allen's pretty much Miles Turner 2.0. Um, after a big rookie season late, um, he's set up so, so nicely. I'm not worried about Ed Davis. We talked about Jared Allen way too much in this pod. Yeah. Um, what do you think of him taking him there? You thought that was too early or? No, I thought it was fine. I mean, especially in dynasty for sure. Yeah. It's, you know, so, late, yeah. late third round. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I forgot it shot as well at the free throw line when that was a big concern coming out of Texas. I thought that was good. Um, the bigs went away after that. Uh, there was only one big taken in the next round, and that was me. Uh, I took Wendell wow, Carter man. Jr., who I love so so very much. Um, I'm in on him hardcore, man. I thought that, I think the Bulls got a steal. Yeah, he, I mean he's looked awesome. Summer league was an eye opener for me because I I never really saw him play prior to that, but he looked incredible. So yeah. Definitely boosted his stock. I mean, going into the draft, I had no idea what he could do fantasy wise. So, and suddenly, I mean, where would you draft him in redraft today? Eighth. Yeah. Maybe earlier. I don't know. It depends where I'm sitting. But I mean, I could see him. I could see myself taking him six, to be honest. Yeah, I'm thinking like around seventy-five, probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. Start yeah, I mean, it depends on where I'm at. I mean, I'm trying to look at, I guess, we'll see kind of bigs that we could compare to. Um, Wendell or Steven Adams? Probably still go Steven Adams, huh? Yeah, for redraft, I'll take Steven Adams yeah, for Wendell sure. Yeah, Wendell or JV? Uh, probably, well, I don't know, because the, the new uh, Nick Nurse news is yeah. making me a little bit nervous about that. Uh, I'd probably take Wendell just because that's how I roll. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Wendell's in such a perfect spot. Yeah. He's on a, a rebuilding team with nothing but Robin Lopez in front of him at center. I, on an expiring Lopez. Yeah, it's just a perfect situation. Yeah. So I think, yeah, maybe you, you target that upside. Whereas JV, even if he gets the minutes, it seems like he'll probably cap out at, what, top 60, somewhere in there. Uh, so I could see 50, 45. He's yeah. super friendly, fantasy-wise, like, and for the free throw shooting. 
I guess I'm just sour on him after year yeah. after year after year of disappointing returns. Actually, I can but... see where I, we, we're starting to put together our draft ranks. I can maybe see where I have Wendell right now for centers. Uh, I guess let's just talk about some other rookies from this thing. That's kind of what's most important. Um, we had Markel Fultz, who's not a rookie, but he kind of is. Uh, he went early sixth, um, and then also uh, Jonathan Isaac went, uh, excuse me, fifth. Uh, John Isaac went first pick, fifth round, which I love that pick. Uh, yeah, that was a great he would pick. would fall to me. Um, and then Markel Fultz went uh, three picks later, um, which I think is fine. Uh, again, if you're on the Drew Hanlon crew, uh, he's the summer MVP of summer pretty much for NBA. Uh, yeah, I Jared, it was a Jared sniped me. I, I badly wanted Markel Fultz nice. there. I needed a I needed a point guard. You know, we're going. We're, this is round five, and um, you know, you're talking a number one pick who's extremely young, who we have no idea what his upside really is, um, and he's sitting there at what would that be? Somewhere around pick number sixty or something, fi- yeah. mid fifties. So oh, yeah. he, he he went. I was flustered, and I ended up taking uh, Kemba Walker. You know, pr- steal productive. though, man. To get yeah. Kemba in round five, and you had I got Jimmy Kemba Butler. round five, and that followed up Jimmy Butler in round four, and that's kind of my sweet spot. Like I almost couldn't resist them because they're both currently elite players who could help me win this year, and I'm pairing them with guys like Jokic, Booker, Markinen. So I, you know, I kind of liked that. They're both Butler's about to turn twenty nine, Kemba's twenty eight. So I've still got a good four or five year runway, assuming assuming Butler doesn't get burnt out by uh, Tom Thibodeau. But yeah, I still would have rather had Fultz just to add to that young core. Yeah, and Kemba going there and Lowry not getting drafted still just doesn't. Yeah, bizarre. And then Chris, <laughs> like you, I said, Chris Paul going in the very next round. Yeah, yet Kyle Lowry undrafted. I don't. Go, yeah, I don't go figure. Like, I guess he must have just everyone's just trying to go buzzy. I, yeah, I towards the end. Yeah. yeah, I probably should have picked him up and tried to trade him for him like earlier in the season. I actually got really conservative towards the end of this dynasty draft, which yeah, is weird. That's how I that's how I like to go. I used to like to go kind of young early and then pick up some guys that'll help me late. But I went so yeah. so young. I was like, okay, I'll just take. Yeah, start, might as well could commit. Yeah, I was surprised by the way that I got Mo Bamba at the end of the fifth because I was considering Bamba and Wendell. And I was like, I was going to pick one or the other. I was like, eh, I'll take Wendell there. And I figured Bamba was for sure going to go. Especially yeah, Jared since, was was eyeing him, but he ended up going with uh, Jay Rich and Fultz yeah, in four I mean, especially five. since, let's see, so when I pick Wendell, what bigs went? Zero. <laughs> so, from, what's that, 20 picks and no centers went? Yeah. That's no. wild. Um, so I was looking at them both, and I was like, all right, cool, take them. That was, an easy, that was my, probably my easiest pick of this draft. I was like, all right, take them out. Yeah. Well, like again, um, I, I I'm buying his shooting. Uh, I think he's going to have a, a solid field goal percentage. Not going to bury you there, and he's going to be potentially a three block per game guy. I think um, if things yeah. really go well. well. How do you feel about so right after you picked Bamba, which great great pick as you said, pretty pretty easy. I'm shocked no one else took him before yeah. that. Um, right after that. Marvin Bagley goes at number sixty overall in the Dynasty League. How do you how do you feel about that? I mean, you really can't hate it. Uh, young yeah. guy. The, obviously, the Kings love him tra- drafting that high. Obviously, I didn't like that he got hurt in summer league. I do kind of give people a big negative on that, which may or may not be sound. Again, I mentioned Chris Stepps. I gave him a negative on that, and it kind of didn't work out because he's been pretty awesome. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, they love him, uh, and he's going to score. He may not yeah. be a good reality player, but this guy legit could be 20 and 12 and very, very soon. Um, again, not going to do much else, but, yeah, I mean, you you got to like that. Uh, yeah, I consider just him the unknown well. upside. I, yeah. I would have gone there, but pretty discouraging summer league. We don't want to totally blame some league for that. 
Um, what about Brandon Ingram? I, I wasn't really a huge fan of that. Um, yeah, he's super young, sure, but the Lakers, I mean, it's LeBron's team for a while, so I don't really, I don't know. I think the upside's a little bit cat. He's not that fantasy-friendly anyways. Yeah, but he's still, he's not even 21 years old yet. <laughs> I I think the tools are all there. I mean, part of his drag last year was he shot 68% from the free throw line. That's something he can fix pretty easily. Uh, with his wingspan and athleticism, I think the defensive stats will creep up in coming years. He can get to the line, so as long as he starts knocking down free throws, I think, I don't know, I, I rather like him, so I think that was fine. Yeah. I mean, number 61 overall, you get a 20-year-old uh, potential superstar going forward. So, yes, so far his game hasn't been very fantasy-friendly. Yes, LeBron's going to dominate usage and so forth, but, hey, maybe that takes more pressure off Ingram and allows his efficiency to improve. So, um there's enough unknowns that I'm, I'm, I'd happily take them there. Yeah. And then you took, uh, which I was surprised. This is one, every once in a while you surprise me. And you taking Frankie Lakina uh, was a big surprise <laughs> to me. I didn't see that coming. Uh, I'm kind of off Frankie Smokes. Yeah. Well, I, I view him as a potential point guard of the future for the Knicks. He's still, he's just turned 20. I mean, it, when I drafted him, he was 19 years old. Um, and you look at the guy, I mean... The, the point guards remaining that were that young and have that sort of upside, kind of non-existent. I mean, which point guards were taken after him? Chris Paul, Trey Young. I'd rather have Frank. Well, how do you how do you feel about that? That's an interesting one. I don't like Trey, but I, I'd still take him. You'd still take him over? Yeah, yep. just pretty okay. much I'm going based off what Fizdale said. I just feel like Fizdale doesn't love him, man. Like, he talks about Neil Keen and he doesn't really get excited. Um, mm. And I, I just, I think Lloyd Pierce is going to be so, so good for so many Hawks. I know I say that all the time, but um, yeah. I really do. Like I'm, I'm gonna draft John Collins so many leagues. Um, I'm gonna try to draft. I may even draft Alex Len late um, redraft, but um, yeah, I think that the Hawks are gonna be. Um, I, I just, I just trust him more. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know that I drank uh, draft Needlekina in a redraft. Yeah, but definitely not. Yeah, I mean just 20 years old and i think i saw enough at the end of last season with his elite steals potential if he could just start to improve his offensive efficiency uh there's a lot of question marks i'm not yeah. gonna i'm not gonna sugarcoat it but yeah i don't know i just took a took a swing for sure and definitely i mean maybe he I mean, we knew he was gonna be rusty or slow yeah. like i just i'm a little i get the the dante exum factor too much like i, I see him and i think like mm. uh, dante exum like so many similarities foreign players super lengthy wingspan nice first yeah. step not really honed in skill wise so i think Hope, maybe ho it's, hopefully yeah. he avoids the injury bug like exum yeah and um so other rookies uh harry giles kind of a ben simmons kind of a rookie uh he yeah. went late round seven yeah i thought it was solid um you made that pick for steve right yeah i did yeah, that was solid. I was considering him, actually. Yeah, uh, I mean, he, he's looked good. My, my issue there, especially for redraft, is just that the Kings front court looks kind of messy and deep. I'm not entirely sure how the rotation's going to play out, but I feel like one way or another they're going to get Giles on the court for, what are you thinking, 24 minutes a game, something like that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he looked his win looked pretty good in Summer League. Yeah. He ran the floor really well. For a guy that missed as much time as he did, I was pretty encouraged. Yeah. So I love him as like a late-round flyer for redraft. I thought that was a pretty pretty solid pick. Um, yeah. I took a couple rookies in in my round six, round seven. Uh, I took Shea Gilgis-Alexander and then Colin Sexton. Um, that's with a nice. not on the turn. There was kind of a 20-pick gap there. But again, I was like, eh, I'm going to take Sexton. I'm going to take Shea here. 
and got them both. <laughs> so, which again, I was surprised by. Like, I was surprised. I, I like Colin Sexton more than Frankie Smokes. Um, probably more than uh, that's about it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'd probably take him over Rozier too. I'm then a little un- unclear about Sexton's fantasy game, and again, this is part of my just unknowing factor about a lot of these rookies because I don't really watch much college basketball because I'm too inundated with the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I just get the sense that his game, I mean, he can attack the rim. He's going to draw free throws. Is he a natural playmaker? Not so much. Does he have, you know, does he need to improve his shooting range? Yes. So basically the same questions that I have about Nidalkina, except I've seen that dude play more. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I could be totally wrong. Sexton could emerge in two years as a top 50 guy. Yeah, he'll be, I kind of think he's more like Kyrie, maybe Kyrie without the range. Oh, yeah. Um, where okay. he's going to score, or he's going to do most of his damage scoring. Um, hmm. But I think he can shoot the ball well. He's really good at getting in the lane. I think he finished pretty well from what I saw from videos and stuff. Yeah, he's I think his steals numbers are going to be really nice, the rim, too. Sure. And just the lack yeah. of competition. Like, the Cavs, they're trying to say they're right. going to be good, but come on, man. Like, George Hill can't stay on the court. I don't really see anyone competing with him. They're going to probably play Jordan Clarkson at the two almost exclusively after they played him at straight one last year. So yeah. I thought that was good. Um, what do you think about Michael Porter Jr. going and last pick round seven? Oh, uh, too risky for me. Eh. Um, for my team, because I, I was thinking about taking him. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm punting the first couple seasons anyways. True, yeah, if you could really stash him. Yeah. Joey's team, I don't know, maybe it's not the, that bad a deal. I mean, Joey's team is young, but I actually really loved his draft. Yeah, um, You could check out the whole thing in the when I post the Dynasty Mock and the draft guy, but he's got a lot of young guys, but he could still conceivably win, you know, next year, the year after, the year after that. He's, he's sort of built to win now. Um, so I guess adding Porter sort of cuts into that a little bit. I would have rather him taken someone who could produce now but who knows maybe maybe next year porter's completely healthy and ready to roll um so decent gamble i don't know yeah uh, i took uh, earlier in this round i doubled down on my knicks my young knicks and took uh kevin knox which yeah again just taking a kind of shot on, on a rookie i feel like he's gonna be asked to score a lot especially before porzingis comes back fizdale seems to love him he wants to run Knox in offensive sets with porzingis i feel like he's he's versatile enough to play a couple positions and just uh to quote you the sort of mystery box uh <laughs> sure fact, yeah i thought that was a steal dude like for what he was the 11th or 10th or something maybe even later than that rookie to come off the board yeah um, he went deep yeah that was a bargain man he's not going to be great defensively Stat wise, but um, maybe maybe he turns into that. He's just so so young. Um, what third youngest American player in the draft or something like that? Um, yeah. He should, yeah. Like, I mean, why not? Uh, especially since Fizdell loves him. You mentioned they want to play him, Mitchell Robinson and Porzingis three through five, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then speaking of Mitchell Robinson, he went uh, round eight, which um, that was Jonas. I was eyeing him, um, but I, I love this guy. It's all about blocks, man. Like we love these block and shot guys, and he led Vegas in blocks. Uh, he's going to dominate the category, I think. And I think he's going to be long faster than we thought. Uh, looks like he has, has his head on his shoulders. So I thought that was a really good pick. A guy I'm down to pick, even in a redraft, just to see what happens, because his upside's so high for blocks. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the only person ahead of him is Ennis Cantor, who's defensive lapses are we know all too well mm-hmm. uh Cantor's also in i believe what he opted into the full year yeah, of his contract so 
he's probably gone next summer and the and the center spot is Robinson's to lose. So that's just a terrific pick. Yeah, yeah like we were talking about the unicornet and all these Isaiah Hicks dudes, like they just it's pretty clear that he can definitely pass those guys. Yeah. Uh other rookies, let's kind of wrap this up here. Um let's see. Oh, I thought Josh Okogi was pretty solid. Uh last um at early pick second pick uh, round 9. Um, uh, Jimmy Butler probably is gone, uh, so that could get a Kogi in the mix. Uh, I thought he looked pretty good in summer league. I don't really know where he fits as far as fantasy game goes. I don't really have a quite for a feel for that, but generally wings are tougher to hit value. Um, so usually when I draft rook, it, I don't. Know, how do you feel about that? I feel like when you're and you can see my draft. I went bigs and point guards like all the way down just to give you guys yeah. a rundown. I got Embiid, Doncic, Jared Allen, Wendell, Bamba, Shea. Colin Sexton, like I went straight all bigs and points, like that. I yeah. feel like they have, they have a much higher upside rather than a much higher floor, or maybe not floor, but I feel like they have a better chance to be impactful players. I I both agree with that statement and would add that it's just easier to find swingmen, productive veteran swingmen late later in drafts. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna take, you know, if you're gonna reach for anyone, really make it a center or a point guard. Yeah. Um, it's just considerable, and actually. Power forwards dry up pretty quickly too, but that's sort of a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but but for sure, shooting guards, small forwards, you can almost always find them just hanging around late in drafts. Um, so, yep. including a guy like who didn't go until round eight, and this speaks to how far his fantasy stock has fallen. Andrew Wiggins went <laughs> deep and deep in round eight, right after or yeah, right after Tim Hardaway Jr. and my own pick of uh, Hassan Whiteside. For so, how durable he's been, it's, cra- it's, it's kind of crazy. Like we love durability here. Yeah, and Wiggins doesn't miss games, man, and he still falls that far at his age. It's kind of crazy. Doesn't miss games. He's twenty three years old. He's uh, yeah. I was really surprised. I mean, I know he's got, as I said, fantasy flaws, uh, specifically his percentages. But I would have thought he'd gone, you know, two rounds higher than that. So that was a solid pick from uh, Connor. Yep, yep. I agree. I, I would never do it. Just because I just don't, I don't know. I don't. Do we? I don't know. I don't. I don't want to talk about Wiggins. He just doesn't do any defensive stats. Doesn't rebound. Like he, we talk about this for DFS all the time. He has to score like twenty five yeah. points for you to. Oh yeah, no, no assists. Yeah. Pretty bad rebounds considering he's on the court for thirty six minutes a game. He's averaging under four and a half boards. Um, disappears for games at a time, as everyone knows. Yeah, yeah if we did a dynasty, kills we, your percentages. If we did a dynasty points league draft, he'd probably be like four rounds higher. Yeah, Maybe yeah more. huge, huge difference. Um, okay, so other rookies, I guess, to hit on. Uh, also, quickly, Josh Jackson, second round pick. I got him in round eight. Uh, I thought that was, I don't know, if we said it, he probably just, kind of like Lowry, people just kind of forgot about him. And again, we're doing this draft on, off a Google sheet, so it's not like we're, we have a draft queue where we see guys and how right. they're ranked accordingly. So guys, it happens. You see guys slip through the cracks sometimes. Yeah, everyone's got to, got to track who's left, who's been taken on their own, and there are twelve people in this draft. So sometimes you come up and you know maybe maybe you're out at the grocery store and you and you got to make a pick on your phone and you're just like, well, is Blake Griffin still available? I'll take him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's tough, but that's that's good. I mean, if you're prepared and you take advantage of that situation, you end up with Josh Jackson, a round eight of a dynasty. So I was not prepared. I, I didn't make that pick uh, at home. <laughs> no, I did make that. I picked it right after we made the mock draft. Or uh, after, I'm sorry, after we did the pod, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was like, all right, nice. And I didn't prepare for it. I was like, okay, cool, pick them. Oh, that's right. We were doing a pod while you were on the clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, 
Other rookies. Uh, I took Lonnie Walker. Again, kind of the Kogi, same thing. Uh, I'm not pumped about it. I just thought he was the best young player available to take, rookie. Um, super young. Uh, so that was a freshman at Miami. Like what I saw in Summer League, obviously Kawhi being gone, and maybe DeRozan wants to go back to Toronto when his deal's up. Um, yeah. yeah. I thought it was interesting. I think he could be a... You know, he's, he's in San Antonio, so maybe he can be something special. It'll take, obviously, a couple of years. We know Pop doesn't play as rookies too often. Yeah, based on your team build, I thought that that, and you followed it up with Eli Okobo. I thought both of those were great picks because you're obviously in rookie build for the future mode, so why not just, yeah. just add a couple more guys who could hit? What other rookies? Um, we got DeAnthony Melton, another part of the Drew Hanlon crew. Um, a lot of Drew Hanlon crew in this. Um, Mo Bamba. Uh, who I took, mm-hmm. Fultz. So um, I think Melton. Where do we think? Do you think I think he can get minutes. We saw D'Antoni talk him up. Um, I think it wouldn't be a stretch to say he gets minutes. Obviously, Melo showing up hurts that. But um, yeah, yeah, you can't really draft and redraft. But I think potentially, if CP3 or Harden get hurt, I could see you know a twenty team pickup being Melton. Yeah, if he could, I mean, he's only going to be able to play the guard spots, which is unfortunate because the the Rockets' depth at small forward is like non-existent. I mean, you add Melo in there, I guess. I, how do you see that shaking out? Is Melo going to play small forward with Tucker at power forward? Is, yeah, that's probably how I would do it, and then mix in Ennis ugh. where you can. Watching Melo defend the, the league's small forwards is going to be painful, isn't it? Yeah, Capella's going to probably get more blocks because of it. <laughs> Yeah, right. Just slow him by him. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, I, I don't really see a clear path for Melton to have fantasy yeah. value. But um, yeah, you know, in Dynasty, he was the next to last pick in this draft. So yeah, it's, I I called him kind of the Rockets version of Pat McCall. Where like hopefully they get something out of him and hopefully have yeah. a better second season than McCall did, or even Jordan yeah. Bell too. So maybe I also love maybe Jordan he Bell going on seven. Uh, what are the rookies did we not hit? I think we got them all. I think that was it. And all these rookies going, and as I alluded to earlier, after Kevin Knox in round seven, I decided to pivot back to just win now. So I, I scooped up Hassan Whiteside in round eight, Eric Bledsoe kind in round bargain. nine. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm into that. Yeah. What and do we then, think about uh, Whiteside? Are you, are you drafting Whiteside? Or what about Wendell versus Whiteside? In redraft? Yeah. I'll take Whiteside. Easy? Yeah, pretty easily. Okay. I, I'm not touching Whiteside. I'm scared, man. He, See, that's why I'm going to take him because I feel like everyone's going to be like, "Oh, Whiteside, he, you know, he ruined my team last year and so forth." But yeah. this is a guy. I mean, as long as he could stay healthy, he only needs 26, 28 minutes a game, and he's a top 50 player. Even so, 22. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So as much of a headache as he can be, you look at his per game production, and he's still ridiculously good. So. Um, I don't know. All signs this summer that he's motivated. Who you know, if you want to put stock in that, great. But uh, I'll just take a shot on him and, and hope that he bounces back after a disappointing year. And by the way, I do have Wendell one spot ahead of JV. I just looked that up. Ah, uh, okay. So, I feel go. like he's low. Like I said, I have Adams ahead of him. I have Brooke Lopez pretty high. I do have Wendell. I do have yeah? Hassan. I have Hassan four spots ahead of Wendell. Okay. Yeah. So, Are you gonna change that now after this? I don't discussion? know, dude. I feel like I feel like I when I, when, the, when if I'm sitting there, and I know Jared loves Wendell. Like that would be again because we draft with each other so much. Like in a normal draft, I would pick Whiteside. But if I'm drafting with people who, I don't know if it's a mock draft and I want to plant my flag, like as much I'm all about the brand, uh, I might be able to do it. But I think he could be really yeah. good. Yeah. 
All right, I think we're good. Anything yeah, there's plenty. No, there's a ton more picks, obviously, that we couldn't get to. There's 120 picks total, um, but you could see them all in the draft guide when it comes out in early September. Yeah, this pod went way longer than I thought it was going to, which is usually the case here. Um, so <laughs> I don't know what we're going to talk about. We're going to probably talk some... Um, I'm going to have last season. Everyone loved when I had Evan Silva and Roto Pat on, so I'll probably have those guys on for a couple pods, talk fantasy football. I'm doing a, a mock draft with them on Friday, which I'm really pumped for. Nice. Um, so yeah, check out that. And again, if you're doing um, football drafts, um, check out draft.com. Do some mocks there. Not mocks. Play for three bucks. Or you can play for free with our promo code RW. And then yeah, our Roto World Football Draft Guide is so so loaded. Um, Lord Reeves, man, that guy just adds so much statistical analysis. He's just such a great addition to the team, um, and he's really added a lot to the draft guide. And obviously Evan and Pat. And Ryan and um, everyone, just it's just such a good squad. So definitely check that out. Um, it's well worth it, especially if you're playing for anything worth anything. Um, nearly, if, even if you're playing for free and you want to win, um, it'll give you a huge leg up. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys enjoy your weekend, and we'll be back next time. Thanks for coming on, Ryan. You got it, Mike. <laughs>